You are listening to the Better Together podcast, brought to you by the National Association of Free Will Baptists. Welcome to the Better Together podcast, where we look for ways we can work together to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ. Today we have with us Dr. Helder Koenig. You probably have heard about him, some of his books that he's written. He's also been in many different media outlets that he is currently serving as a professor of psychiatry and behavioral sciences and an associate professor of medicine at Duke University in Durham, North Carolina. And he is the editor-in-chief for the International Journal of Psychiatry and Medicine. So Dr. Koenig, thank you so much for being with us today, my friend. Thank you for uh, inviting me, Eddie. It's sure a pleasure to be on your show here. Well, I've just got to say, I've been, I, I didn't finish reading this last night, the handbook of religion and health. It's just a little bit more than I could do in a, in two or three hours, but uh, you've, you've been doing this for quite a while. This is the third edition of the handbook of religion and health. So I'm going to just say to our listeners, this is the man, you know, when it comes to our faith and how it impacts our health. And so I thank you for taking the time to to invest your life in this scientific endeavor and the way it helps so many people uh, with their faith, but also with their health. So thank you for that, my friend. Thank you, Eddie. Appreciate those kind words. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. And I want us to talk today about human flourishing, which I know you and, and some others have done a lot of investigating in. And let's just start by focusing a little bit about what is it that people do focus, or we might even say, what are some things they put their faith in? Because even when we don't put our faith in God, we're all putting our faith in something. So what are some of those things we put our faith in? Yeah, so you're, you're right. If we don't put our faith in God, there will be some other gods in our life that we serve. And that's usually ourselves. Usually it's ourselves, and then uh, maybe it might be our family members, um, a child, or maybe a spouse that becomes God in the person's life, or their work. Work can also become, you know, something that that displaces God from their priority list. So someone's listening, they're saying work is a good thing, and children are a good thing. Uh, and you're saying that they could become a God, but really we can know if they become a God in our lives, can't we? How how can we discern uh, when we've put our faith in something other than God? Well, you know, we've got it inside of us. It's built inside of us. It's our emotions. Mm -hmm. Whenever we have anything that takes God's place as God in our lives, um, things just don't work out. Um we start experiencing, you know, distress because the God in our lives is is not God. It's it's a typically a human being that will fail us, or it's work that doesn't always go the way we want it to go, and inevitably it will fail us um, because it wasn't meant to be God in our life. Only God was meant to be God. Oh, that's true. That's so good. And you've written a lot about addictions and you've done a lot of research and a lot of work in that area. Uh, tell me a little bit about like attachments and addictions and how they play a role in all of this. Yeah. You know, when a person becomes addicted to a substance and 
You know, the most common substances these days are caffeine, alcohol, and, you know, uh, smoking cigarettes, nicotine. Those are the most common drugs that, that people abuse. And uh, they become addicted to them. Their brains actually become, it's like the brain requires the substance in order to operate correctly. And in fact, um, addiction has also been called enslavement, enslavement, where the person literally becomes enslaved to the drug or to the substance. Initially, it gives us good feelings. It, it generates dopamine in the dopamine-rich centers of the brain. And, but our brain gets accommodated to those substances so that it takes more and more of the substance to achieve the desired effect. And consequently, um, what, what happens is our, our brains become, become used to the substance so that we get less and less return from the substance and it, it ends up literally leaving us requiring the substance and getting no joy or pleasure out of it. It's like now you're just trying to avoid pain, the pain of withdrawal. So, you know, that part of the brain that gets stimulated by these substances was designed for God. Those dopamine areas of the brainstem, the, the reward centers, they were designed for God to stimulate those centers as we experience the Holy Spirit in our lives, not some other substance that's going to take its take God's place. So. Um, that's just the way we're made. It's the way we're made. And so when we do put our faith in God, what are some things that that leads to? It leads to flourishing, doesn't it? Well, it leads to us to wholeness, mm -hmm. wholeness. We, you know, people are always searching for something to become complete. And it's really faith in God is the only thing that makes us complete, makes us whole. W-H-O-L-E, you know, so it, you know, it, it does result in flourishing given, you know, our genetic makeup and our developmental circumstances as a child and things we don't have any control over. Everything else being equal, you know, religious involvement, faith in God results in well-being in, in, in life satisfaction and happiness. It results in greater purpose and meaning in life. It enhances a person's mental and physical health. It improves our social relationships. It even enhances our material and financial stability because it helps us be better workers on the job and, and allows us to you know, care for other colleagues on the job, which makes job, the job more enjoyable and 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 so it's just across the board. Every aspect of human flourishing is enhanced by having a strong religious faith that is then acted out um, in in religious beliefs and behaviors and the way we treat others and the way you know we live our lives. So some folks in the book of James talks a bit about this, like you can have faith, but it also points about it points at action. I know you've done a lot of research on church attendance and engagement in religious activities. And so, you know, why is being part of a religious community or a church, why is that so important? Can't I just believe 
certain things? Well, you know, um, the scriptures encourage us to get together with one another. And even introverts like myself, you know, uh, the reason I go to church isn't for socialization. It's, you know, because of my relationship with God. And he says to mingle with others and meet with others and worship him with other people. So it 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 just works out. And even the research shows this, you know, without any even unbiased investigators, nothing to do with our group at all, show these relationships that it's the combination of attending religious services, engagement in private religious activities, and having a strong intrinsic attachment to God, that those all together have the greatest effects on health and well-being. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a combination of those things. We can't just be religious on our own. It just, it doesn't work because we're human. We we are social beings. Again, God created us that way. We need to engage with others. And you mentioned it's people, all kinds of people have looked at this. And that's really what this is about, you know, the handbook of of religion and health some of these you know people weren't you know probably most of these people weren't believers and so you can look and you can see there's a lot of data out there to show participating in these activities really matters and you've also there's good religion or good re- research also to indicate the private activities are are big deal like bible reading and a quiet time unpack that a little bit for us why does that matter so much well, because the private activities are really what kind of count in, in in many respects, because they develop our relationship with God, which is the driving force for everything. Mm-hmm. So if we're, you know, um, we really need to develop that attachment to God. And that's done by reading scriptures where God speaks to us and in praying and, you know, praying for others. All of that connects us with God in a deeper way that then helps us you know perform better in public when we need to you know if if you're a pastor you're going to give a stronger sermon the holy spirit will be with you more strongly if you you know if you've spent that time in your prayer closet um strengthening that relationship with god and when when bad things happen out, out of the ordinary that connection with god will be there if it's nourished and maintained within within the prayer closet and within, you know, your private religious activity. And so it's a combination really of that group religious activity. You talk about uh, the book of Hebrews, talk about don't forsake the assembling of yourselves. You're talking about, you know, the Lord, uh, Jesus said to take time, be in your prayer closet. So that private time. And that really leads us to how a person can flourish in life. Uh, So share with us a little bit about, human flourishing and and kind of the model for that yeah um eddie the uh, the model for human flourishing was really developed by tyler vanderweel at harvard and he has he's in the school of public health up there and he has a center there in the school of public health um that focuses on human flourishing and he's defined it as um as a common doing well in these six different areas. Now, I, I hope I can remember all six, but I'm going to give it a, give it a try here. It's life satisfaction and well-being. It's meaning and purpose in life. It's moral uh, values and 
principles and character. Um, it's social relationships, it's mental and physical health, and then it's financial and material stability. And so those are the six dimensions of human flourishing that he has, you know, he wanted to identify those areas of life that would be indicators of flourishing regardless of the person's religious beliefs, including mm -hmm. those who are not religious or of different religions other than Christianity. He wanted this to apply to everybody. And mm -hmm. that's why he divided that up into those six dimensions. Now, he also mentions in the article that many people of faith might include the spiritual life as something that would be a component of human flourishing. So he says that those six dimensions are not the only dimensions. But when he he does talk about religious involvement, when he discusses the pathways that lead to human flourishing. And mm -hmm. so those include family, um, family, education, work, work, occupation, and religious community in, involvement. So those are the four pathways that he discusses in that article in the Proceedings for the National, National Academy of Sciences. Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, which is like the world's top science journal. Absolutely. And so he's got all that in there in that one article published in 2017. And so he's just clearly for our listeners, that's a peer reviewed article. That's the top of the top. Uh, we should point out he's the second second uh, author here of the Handbook of Religion and Health with you. And so I assume there's research to back up the model for flourishing. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of research. Um, he discusses some of it in his in that article, but we also we have a entire chapter on human flourishing and uh, like public health mm -hmm. and and so that's in the handbook of religion and health we really dig down into that research that shows these connections especially between religion religious involvement and all of these six dimensions of human flourishing mm -hmm. so uh that's all in the handbook and then we talk about the policy implications you know for the u.s and for other countries in terms of 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 policy decisions that need to be made to help to support religious communities rather than to take away you know what they have to offer and they're offering an awful lot for the population in terms of maintaining the health of the population mm. and helping people with addictions and providing volunteer services they're billions and billions of dollars religious organizations contribute to the services that they offer so somebody drives by and there's a prime piece of property there in town and they're like oh they have tax exempt status and that's not right that's not fair but uh, what they really should think hey that's a hospital for it's a free hospital or that's there this community would be so much different without that church in the midst of it so true eddie so true so really that's kind of been for the last uh, few decades that we'll say a lot of the focus of the research you put out, the value of chaplains and uh, how we can, how our faith just really does help us to have better physical and emotional health. 
And I just appreciate you and applaud you for investing your so much of your energy, so much of your life into this work. It's really, it's really been a great benefit to so many of us. So thank you for doing that, Dr. Koenig. Well, thank you for all the kind words you said. And I feel really blessed to have had the doors open for me. And it's not not me. It's it's clearly the doors have been opened. And I'm just very, very blessed and fortunate. Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining us today, my friend. We appreciate you giving us your time. Glad to talk to you, Eddie. Good to see you again. Good to see you. And it's good to see all of you, our listeners today. Thank you for taking the time to join us. Maybe you know someone that would benefit from this podcast. Just take it and share it on social media. Remember, every little thing we do, it really does matter. It really does help. We truly are better when we work together. Thank you for joining us today.